You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, Thor. Marvel Studios, 2011. The powerful but arrogant god Thor is cast out of Asgard to live amongst humans in Midgard, where he soon becomes one of their finest defenders. Alright, let's jump into our spoiler-free section of this review. What do y'all guys think? I miss this Thor in many ways. (laughs) There's just something about this version of telling... uh... So when you look at the other ones, you got, of course, Thor the Dark World, which is kind of so-so and then ragnarok which is cool but it's it's more comedic. A, it's a lot different it's a lot different there's yeah, something about this that while it is a bit campier than i would say pretty much every other marvel movie mm-hmm. it's it also seems more serious if that makes yeah, any it's, sense. it's it's fantastic and yet an epic while at the same time there's something about this version of a Thor story that Kenneth Branagh pulls off that I miss a lot. I wish we got more like this than what we actually did get. Is this is an epic, kind of a fun epic movie? It's it is serious in a way, but it's also campy. Strangely, True. yeah. Going back and rewatching it, it was uh, very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you get a, a much younger looking Thor. A little bit. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with this film. The because I remember seeing it one time and not thinking very much of it, and now in this second review uh, review for the podcast, I found myself really enjoying this film. Like yeah. it's it, like Drew said, it does have those uh, comedic elements that are are funny. It has the serious tone, and I think it's an enjoyable film that probably a lot of people have kind of skip over because it's always oh, just Thor. Well, for some reason, if it's, if it's, I if it's remember, not Ragnarok, <laughs> what I remember is that this was, everyone felt this was the weakest MCU movie yeah. of phase one. Yeah. I'm thinking, did you see incredible Hulk? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that was, then, <laughs> I think this, honestly, this is just as much up there as either Iron Man movie or Captain America. Right was and it's not as good as avengers but then what is yeah okay but um mainly for this movie i've i think it does a great job of introing your characters Mm -hmm. and right we'll get more into that in a minute um once we get into the spoiler filled section um but it is it is a really good uh starter for creating this uh the whole world that is the avengers i mean it intros a lot of characters that we're going to deal with throughout the series um and it, it's a good building block, and it's like just like Iron Man and just like Captain America, it does what it's supposed to do. It intros Thor, and it gets the ball rolling on the MCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it tells a, a very insulated story that does have ramifications later on, but for yeah. the most part, it's yeah. just the story. Yeah, and like even if there's even if there's one hole in it, uh, we'll get to yeah. we'll get we'll get to where we'll you get think there. the hole is. <laughs> okay. I'm um, sure I can so find a way to plug else? it. <laughs> anything it's else not the Frost Bridge, spo- is it? What? Anything else before we jump into the spoiler-filled section? I can't think of anything. Uh, me neither. 
you should watch it before you watch Thor Ragnarok and Thor or, Dark World. Yes. Yes. And and, and Avengers Endgame. And before you watch this movie, if you haven't watched it yet, you probably should see Iron Man. And, yes. Uh, really, Incredible Hulk. really, if you are interested in watching any of the MCU films, yeah, watch. watch. go ahead and watch them and look up the viewing order. I mean, I can tell it to you right now because I can see my movies in that order from here. <laughs> but uh, I would not make an interesting podcast. No. For sure. So, For go sure. so Google that stuff. All right, so here we go. Uh, if uh, we're going to jump straight into the spoiler-filled section, if you haven't listen, if you haven't seen this film before uh, and plan to, and do not like spoilers, please go ahead and pause this and come back when you're finished. If you don't care about spoilers, or at this point you've probably seen the film, go ahead and listen as we start to talk about everything and anything in this film. So here we go, um, guys. Uh, I I think this is probably the second best Thor film. Or okay. Maybe the Maybe the first. I'm not sure. I go back and forth. Okay. So. Uh, I think it's between this and Thor Ragnarok as to what the best Thor movie would be. Yeah. I mean, for my money, it's hard to choose because they are entirely different movies. Yeah. They are. And they're yeah. accomplishing entirely different things. Yeah, exactly. They're entirely different types of stories. So, uh, yeah. And I like both directors of this and Ragnarok. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, Kenneth Branagh, who did this one, would go on to do... I think it's Kenneth Branagh, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I believe he's the one that's doing... Uh, uh, he did Murder on the Orient Express and yes. uh, yeah. the upcoming Death, Death on, on the, the Nile. Nile. I love that yeah. stuff. But then, of course, you got Ragnarok, which is Taika Waititi, who yeah. is just funny in everything yeah. he's at. He, he, he does, even when I don't well, like what he's doing. Truly, if I was going to rate him, I need to go back and watch Dark World because I haven't seen that oh, one since Dark, it was new. Dark World is bad. It's one of those but, you want. It's not. Hey, the, it is. I not, like Dark World. <laughs> it is not the Star Trek Five of the MCU. Okay, no, thank that's, you. That's Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, shots hey, fired! Hey, hey. I don't know. I, I one point we need to go through and watch all of them and rate them all, and then like do our own personal like each of us rate these movies because I know they're going to be all over the place. True. For us, well, if those of you who are curious, I do actually already have my rating list out on Letterboxd. <laughs> so go take a look at that. <laughs> there you go. Um, you can't, but you can't say I did this intentionally. I did this a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I just kept it up to date. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the thing, I, the thing about this movie is it, it does a great job of uh, getting us into uh, the whole concept of the world being not normal. You know what I mean? It creates this, we get this combination, sci-fi, magic, fantasy, um, Thor, you know, the whole Asgard thing, the mythology and whatnot. But that brings the MCU into unlimited possibility. Yeah, yeah. because up to this uh, point, all we'd really gotten as an explanation for why anything was happening was all scientific. Now we're right. bringing magic into it, and magic is its own science in a strange way. Yeah, and it for sure. Works. We get the quote from Arthur C. Clarke. You yeah. know, magic's just science. Uh, we don't understand yet. So, you know. Yes, a science yeah. fiction author. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a precedence oh, yeah. for science fiction in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's that a, is I mean, one of my favorite classic things. ideology, yes. anyway. The fact that oftentimes we see things as magic. Until we learn and understand them, yeah. Like uh, oftentimes, with uh, you know, look at um, 
any of the the classic uh, scientists uh, trying to explain uh, how the world revolves around the sun or whatever, you know, any sort of situation like that back in the day, everyone thought they were crazy. Um, Right. I mean, until we know more, it's magic or it just doesn't work. It doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Um, But one of the great things, I think Asgard in this film and in all the Thor um, movies is, is such a awesome looking uh destination i guess yes. if you will, yeah it's for the film mm-hmm. what's what's weird is you know it's all cg because you can't make <laughs> models that look like that not really. oh you'd be surprised <laughs> no you know what i mean though there's an otherworldly yeah. feel yeah to it that i agree with you on that tells you objectively okay that's all done in cg yeah but strangely enough it's just for lack of a better term, magical enough. Yeah, yeah. That I can. <laughs> I gotcha. That is just enough of a magical feel that's like, you know what? That's slightly more believable than it just being CG. Yeah. Right. It's it has got, a very real feel, even if it is magical. Yeah, it's yeah. got arc of realism into it. Somehow makes yeah. the CG look less CG, even though you know it had to be done in CG. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, another great thing about this film that, I mean, speaking of Asgard, is the casting. Um, the fact that we have Anthony Hopkins as Odin, yes, uh, is is a fantastic get for oh, yeah. uh, for a film like this. We're talking about the beginning of the franchise. No one knew at this point that Marvel uh, would grow to be what it is as far as um, the film franchise. Now they had ideas, they had phases and stuff planned. They they but, had plans, like, but they did not. No one really knew until Avengers blew up that this was even going to work we were yeah. still in the experimental stage well, that's why uh incredible hulk not that we're talking about yeah. that movie it's written in such a way that it's either part of the mcu or it could have served as a sequel to that original ang lee hulk movie the hulk yeah, yeah. um it serves dual yeah. purpose right and i remember even when ant-man was coming out there was talk about if ant-man flops will we see the mcu continue yeah um, which i don't so, know why I mean, they asked that ant-man was a great movie mm-hmm. it was a great movie um, but I mean, between Anthony Hopkins, who is such an amazing actor, yeah, playing Odin, he really pulls this movie in uh, and pulls it together. Yeah. Um, but but there are so many great actors in this. I mean, you know, um, Chris Hemsworth is not a big actor at the time. No, he's grown he, into one since. Yeah, I mean, the only thing he had before this was uh, he played George Kirk in 2009 yeah, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. And I did not yeah. realize that was him until they talked about. Him maybe coming back for Star Trek Four a couple years back. <laughs> Not that that went well, anywhere. Yeah, he doubled in size. So I mean, oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, and you go back and look at this like, oh yeah, that's Chris Hemsworth. No one talks like that. Yeah, he was he was almost Natalie Portman size beforehand, and then he. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, very well, well, considering Love and Thunder later on. I'm, oh, I'm so excited! So excited! But I'm not going to so. say anything because I know you haven't. Uh, yeah, I, You're staying I know, away. I know the general concept, uh, but I, I haven't watched anything on it. My understanding is um, it's following the at least the general themes of the comic book. Whether they do it the same yeah. way is beyond is probably not going to happen. All right. So a very interesting when we're talking about Chris Hemsworth, be like he went from you know very little guy to you know like enormously jacked kind of yeah, guy, almost right? Almost super soldier. Yeah, serum, super yeah. soldiers them, right? Well, the problem Which was is like the exact opposite of what they had to do for. For Chris Evans, exactly. <laughs> so what they did, they they built the suit. They built uh, Thor's suit. You know, be, be like they were like, okay, he's gonna be this big. Well, he got to the set. He was too big. He was kind of like uh, 
uh, Bale from uh, Batman uh, Batman Begins. Like he was too big. You got to you got to you got to tone that down guy. a little bit. I can't think of his name, but it's that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looking at a poster of Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah, because I've got Shinzon on there, and it's the same actor, and I can't think of his name. <laughs> Chris. Oh. No. Um, Tom. What? Uh, Bane. What's Did you say Bale? Uh, you said Bale. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's talking about Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Bale. I was thinking he was trying to say Bane. a character. No, Batman Begins. Bane. <laughs> yeah, not, same trilogy. Not the other guy. <laughs> yeah, same trilogy. Act. Oh. Jim. Hey, hey. Hey. What's his name? Shots. His name I can't think of. Can't act. Tom. That was not the movie Tom to show it up. Face. Tom. Can't act. I nearly said Tom <laughs> Holland. That would be interesting. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Holland. <laughs> I'm Bane. Tom Holland. It's not Hiddleston. I shall break you. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm Spider Man, and I shall break <laughs> you. Batman. Well, uh, uh, I can't pick you up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, I am actually looking it up right now. Type, type, type to type. Uh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. That's who I thought he was talking about. But he was talking about Christian Bale. I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom no. Hardy is one of those actors who has a couple of good moments. Uh, Bane was not one of them. Uh, I, I don't blame okay that on him, though. Yeah, not. I, I really don't blame that on Tom Hardy. I blame that on like people who thought, let's not make his voice sound deep like everyone wants it to be. Let's. Make it sound high pitched, like "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die." Is kind of what it sounds like. And we'll talking talk about about that movie on another date. <laughs> yeah, sure. we're off on a tangent, we <laughs> like we normally do. And that yeah. meme has returned. <laughs> yep. Um, other other actors who are great in this film who I enjoy, like Kat Dennings. She's uh, I think best known for Two Broke Girls, which is a really fun sitcom. Oh yeah, um, meow meow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she says meow yeah. meow for me. Look, it's meow meow. <laughs> Idris Elba and her defense. Yes, I love Idris Elba. It's hard to say. Idris Elba as Heimdall is one of the best performances. Yeah. in all of the MCU, I think. Honestly. And I think when they hired him, he was still kind of—he was only barely starting to get known. Yeah, at that time for this movie, yeah, he wasn't a household name, but no. he was a good. People and, already, a lot of people knew him, but yeah. he wasn't like a household name. And right. The fact that they are still able to get him for Ragnarok. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, I mean, even after. I mean, they've talked about him being the next Bond, so. Yeah. Yeah. I That'd wish. be nice. Not, I wish. Um, we get Renee Russo as Frigga. Uh, yeah. She's been around forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, but she, like her, her, her presence in this film is very minimal. Well, sure, sure, but she does good with what she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She, she soaks up every scene she's in. Same thing could be said for Kat Dennings as Darcy. I mean, that is that have is a true. Huge role. No, no, but she chews up the scenery. Oh every yeah, scene every in. little comedic point, she's like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. like on cue. Yeah. Makes this money, makes this money, makes this movie funnier. It yeah, makes the does. money funnier too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she does a great job of bringing comedy. Um, and like uh, as as mentioned, Natalie Portman. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Who many of us would know primarily from like Star Wars Episode One, Two, mm-hmm. and Three. Yeah, um, I always confused her with Kara Knightley for so long. Well, yeah, <laughs> for good well, reason. Kara Knightley played her body double. That's why, right? I didn't yeah. realize this until after I was rewatching it after I'd seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. You go. <laughs> or her first. Ro- oh my goodness, that explains everything. <laughs> yeah. Or her first real role was in uh, Leon the Professional. I didn't watch that. that. That's a that's actually a pretty good movie. Anyway. 
I also liked her in V for Vendetta. That was pretty um, good. Had, really good. I movie. haven't watched and that several one other movies. She does a really good job in almost everything. She yeah, does. she she's a very rounded actress, I might say. Which is why she didn't come back for as many films because she felt that she didn't need to play a bit character, basically. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see. Her well, again. Uh, yeah, so until a talking, certain movie if we're coming out. About Natalie Portman. The reason why she didn't return for Ragnarok was because uh, she actually protested against the firing of Thor 2's original director, oh, which I think yeah, I, was um, the one who directed Wonder Woman. Okay. I can't think I of her name. I had heard something else. I had huh. heard that she didn't want to play just the damsel was kind of her. Well, I'm sure that's part of it. That would make it. sense. But at the same time, Dark World was so pitiful. Yeah, yeah. I might disagree with you on that. My friend is about <laughs> to smack me upside the head for talking bad about Dark smack. World. Smack! I have problems I mean, with Dark World, but we'll get to that when we get there, to that. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there eventually. I, I was going to say, I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Uh, so. I've, I've only watched, I've watched it, it a few times. Other, I've watched it two, one other time, and that was for uh, my Infinity War rewatches. So. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, we'll get there when we get there, and we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you get uh, another good uh, cameo. We get Clark Gregg as uh, Agent Coulson. Yes. Ah, yes. We get... We get the end credit scene with uh, Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. I guess a couple. I think he's in the other part too, isn't he? Doesn't he show up in the film? Other no, no that's Jackson the only part he's in. But you do yeah. get Jeremy Renner uh, as Hawkeye. I, I try to forget Hawkeye. Gosh. Anyway, hang on. <laughs> yeah, hold on, Jim Bob. You don't like Jeremy Renner. No, he doesn't like Jeremy Renner. I don't like Jeremy Renner as the the person he is. I think Hawkeye is an okay character. All because of a Comic-Con. Well, because apparently he's a a bit of an asshole. You know, so pardon the language. Well, who cares about uh, who he is in real life? His character is awesome. Well, well, the well when he was not showing up for all these fan things people were paying a lot of money for, that makes a big deal. And he charged, uh, what? $175 $175 yeah, for an autograph and Stanley yeah. charged 45 So if that's that that's that's not cool. So anyway, that's a yeah, great this is why another day. This is why I don't go to conventions such, most of the time. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to get an autograph from him, but I just felt it was ridiculous that someone who was in, I think I think they'd only done Avengers at this point. Uh, no, Age of Ultron had come out. Okay, Age of Ultron had come out. He's got a lot of but great lines in that. Yeah, he's good in that movie. 175 bucks for an autograph. Sorry. Yeah. Stanley's Either way, <laughs> just say it. Ain't right. Ain't right. Either way, <laughs> that does not affect his performance in this movie. No, which while small, any other is still music. good. Yeah, he does. He does fine for the very small part in this film. Yeah, uh, well, I, ha- like I said, fi- in the movies, he's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big fan of him as an actor. He so doesn't it really doesn't help. He doesn't get as good an introduction as Scarlett Johansson does in Iron Man Two. I'll grant you. True. Sure. But he does get. It doesn't. It was a nice. Uh, introduction for him. yeah it's a nice cameo performance yeah to get him in just like you would in a comic you know you get that little high it's, peekaboo here's a character it's a tease and then later will it's a tease we'll for to. the big for the big come together later on so yeah uh for such a minor character uh, they do a really good job of bringing him in to the fold mm-hmm. that way and i like i like that they bring him in with that little cameo in this film versus just giving him his own movie or versus just showing up on the day of so i think they do a good job True. it's kind of the the magic of the MCU and what they've done is they've got a really good uh, process for bringing everybody in. Right. So, you know. Anyway. I will, I would yeah. like to see a Hawkeye movie someday. Well, you uh, may, you're going to get a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So that's that. right. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. They're going to get one. Yep, good. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Hawkeye I'm needs waiting. some love. I'm waiting for some of the other ones, but yeah, I'll watch it if it comes out. I'm going to watch <laughs> all of them. I'm looking forward to all of them. <laughs> for sure. But the one I'm most looking to. forward to is What If, but anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, what's some thoughts about this film, guys? What do y'all, what do y'all love or hate or other thoughts on this, just in general? I love I love the the um, I love the fact that you have uh, Chris Hemsworth's character as Thor, who starts off as this very you know arrogant character like you know the mythological Thor was, and then he eventually kind of grows up and understands that be like it's not about war it's about responsibility and growing into the man you're supposed to be or the woman you're supposed to go come in you know become or something like that instead of being like uh thor's like you're i mean not thor but um um odin's be like you're you're a, a petulant child oh yeah yeah and uh I, I love his I love his growth and his development in this film to where be like he he is so certain when he goes down to the uh, facility where the um, Mjolnir is he's so certain that I can pick this thing up with no problem and when yeah. he when he's rejected by the hammer mm-hmm. he's he's so broken he's he's yeah. broken his spirit is broken he doesn't care and it's 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 only when he he realizes that be like he's willing to give his life for people he cares about and people he's probably only known for a day or a city that he doesn't even know that that uh Odin and Mjolnir chooses him and he becomes the mighty Thor again. Yeah, uh, totally. Um I think I think the character growth there is good. I think they do a good job with that whole storyline. I mean, it's been done in the comics a dozen right. times, I'm sure. Um, and there are a lot of future storylines that come along that are going to be similar. Uh, there's often that discussion about him and his worthiness to be mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah, true. Um, I really loved the whole Donald Blake thing. Yes. That was interesting. Uh, that was a great is, way to introduce his old, uh, often forgotten about secret identity in the comics. Right, right. Uh, you know, Donald Blake, the, the, the guy who turns into Thor when he, mm-hmm. when he wields the hammer or taps his cane, basically. Yeah. Usually. And it turns um, into the hammer. Yeah. Um, I really loved that. I love the name badge. I love that they continued mm-hmm. using it throughout the thing for stuff. So I thought it was a great way to throw back to the sixties and all the, the, the times that's been used since. Um, yeah. A really cool uh, way to do it too. Um, Another thing I really enjoyed with this film, um, I really enjoyed the Warriors Three. Um, you know, Volstag, mm-hmm. Hogan, mm-hmm. Fandral, and then Sif as well. Yeah. Um, I know only one of the the actors I knew was uh, Ray Stevenson, who plays Volstag, the bigger guy. Yeah. I've seen him in a handful of things. Oh, he he's was really, funny. <laughs> he's a really good actor. Uh, I'm glad they ditched the pink. For the, for the character, but, you know, to make it look more realistic. Yeah. But he's uh, always been a fun and flashy character. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really glad to see that and that they did it in a very cool way. It kind of meshed well. Um, getting a little bit of that, uh, the extra characters from Thor besides just Thor and uh, Jane Foster. So, yeah, I thought that yeah. was a great way to bring him in. But also, we, get, we can't just forget uh, a certain trickster that You're about I'm, to get I'm, to Loki because I was about to bring the guy up. Yeah, exactly. But he's because such a minor character. Yeah, he's just a minor character. Right, like, who cares about character. Loki? 
He's, Nobody cares he's about just, Loki. He's just the mastermind <laughs> behind the entire plot. Yes, he is. Right. And right. probably the greatest villain that the MCU has ever That is out. true. And, uh, Most popular, for sure. Yeah, yeah, very popular. Yeah, I mean, he's right up there with Thanos, and the only reason Thanos is really that high is because of how much how, how interesting a character he is in Infinity War and how they teased him for so many movies uh-huh. up oh, yeah. until that point. That's true. But he's a, Loki is just a fun character to watch in pretty much all of the movies. He's ironically the bright spot for me in Dark World. But uh, in this movie, he's it feels like he's you. In this movie, it feels more like you can see what he's thinking half yeah. the time. The other ones, uh, it's he's just kind of chaos for, in a lot of instances. Yeah. But in this one, there's a lot of thought process you can see going through his mind, such as the first time he discovers that his skin turns blue on uh, Jotunheim to right. his using, figuring out how to use the casket to uh, him going and killing his real father before they kill his adopted father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great uh, little thing. It's, I understand what he's doing. It's he is he is causing mischief. He's got a, he's trying to get in charge, but right. he doesn't want to be in charge. He just wants his brother not to be in charge because mm-hmm. his brother well, he sees his brother as an idiot. But uh, well, I love how how he's he's constantly planning. Yeah, there's always another scheme on yeah. top of mm-hmm. that one. Just like even when it doesn't the, quite go the way he saw it, he he's able to build off of that. Oh yeah. Well, just like when Luffy comes in and is going to kill Odin, yeah, and he yeah. does the double cross because it make it will make him look way better. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Odin, Odin will survive, but then he will be the heir, and he'll be and and uh, and and Thor will be the 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 guy who's left on Earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, until uh, all he may of a sudden have to be in charge, no no responsibility, yeah. but he does have all the power. But then yeah. Thor shows up and says, well, "Hey, aren't you going to tell Mother about how you nearly?" <laughs> Killed me in this entire town down on Midgar. Her. Uh, you want to tell you tell mom about that? Yeah, because uh, I'm about to smack you right upside your horned helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Tom, Tom Hiddleston does a fantastic job, and like every film he's yes. in, does a phenomenal job. And you know, this is the first one we see him as you know the the the, the god of he's mischief. Be known for probably for eternity. At yeah. This point. Yeah, it uh, d- doesn't matter what movie he's going to do from the be like he will still be like he's 80 like, years old. Be like, "Oh, that's Loki." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know of anything else he's done. I've never looked it up. Uh, but I do enjoy him in this role quite Yeah, a bit. he he's uh, a very good actor. What's interesting yeah. is that Loki is the only time he has he's he his range is so good that I have to stop and think, "Oh, that is Tom Hiddleston yeah. in this movie. Because yeah. I can't even... It doesn't feel... It's, it's not that Loki character just brought into something else. It's He actually is good at making separate characters. Yeah, he's very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a... Um, you know, for... I like trivia. I like trivia mm-hmm. about things. Uh, apparently, when they were auditioning, they had... Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth, who were both brothers, yeah, be like they were both up for Thor, and so they were in the final rounds, and obviously Chris got it, and uh, Liam was more like, "Hey, I'm proud of you, buddy." Be like, "You got you got the role," and uh, they were both be like, "I really wish he would have gotten the role." They were both. It wasn't like the uh, like I was bitter I didn't get the role. They were like, "Hey, like hey, he got a role, and he's it's made him a star." 
So I thought that was very interesting. Or the uh, or the time when uh, both Anthony Hopkins or Sir Anthony Hopkins and Chris Hemsworth both saw each other in full armor and their full armor suits. You're like, God, and be like, do we really have to act? Be like, it's just, yeah, they it's do, just us. You can kind of tell that they, they they feel like a father and a son. Yeah, they honest. do. They're they're yeah. they're. The, the relationships in this movie are so well-defined. I mean, like, not well-defined. They're very well-rounded. You have the relationship, obviously, between uh, Thor and Loki and um, the relationship, you know, between the father and the sons and, the, uh, the obviously, the relationship between um, the good doctor. What's her name again? I'm sorry. Jane Foster. Yeah, Jane Timber Foster. Foster. Jane yeah. Foster and Thor. And uh, just all these amazingly well done, well crafted store uh, character arcs and their development and their uh, relationships are very it's organic. It feels organic. Yeah, it feels you organic. I mean? Like it feels like they're not having to try very hard. And I, yeah. I think they did a yeah. really good job of casting Hemsworth uh, as Thor to uh, Anthony Hopkins Odin because there is a. Is like they do a really good job of making them look similar. Yeah, um, very. That, well, they even they the even have where they're standing. Uh, not not. I mean, they're both standing yeah. facing the same direction, and you can see their profile, and they look very much father and son. Yeah, they do. Um, well, they even share I, some of the same mannerisms when they right. uh, when they're talking. And I'm sure some of that's practice. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you know, good acting and whatnot. Minus um, one speaking with an English accent and the other speaking with an Australian accent. <laughs> hey, it's all British in origin. That is true, but Australians okay. even funny. It's not quite. Besides, one, besides uh, one of the people in the Warriors Three is Asian. You're really gonna fight me over that's this? Not, I'm not gonna fight you. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> it's a magical place. <laughs> yeah, it is magical. They, I agree. They don't all have to be Norse. No. <laughs> but yeah, actually, um, now that I think about it, I don't think any of them are Norse. No, they're not. <laughs> They just, uh, they're worshipped by the... By the Norse. By yes. the Norse. That's all that matters. They're yeah. The guardians. There's only really one, what I would call a superhero fight in this, and that's when they're fighting the Defender, which admittedly, I do love the whole build up to him getting the the, the armor back, uh, the, yeah. the hammer back, and yeah. re-becoming the Thor of legend. The, the Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. I love that intro. I just... In some ways, while I know this is not really a, this is a movie that has a superhero in it, but I don't know if I would really call it a superhero movie because there's not much superheroing in the movie. I thought the, I but, thought the fight versus Thor and Loki was pretty good, though. It is, but at the, the same time, you can kind of see where it's going. Yeah. But, yeah. but one thing I thought was really interesting, I don't know if anyone else caught this, he talks about how. Uh, Earlier in the movie, when he's talking to Jane, explaining how the cosmos works according to the way Thor understands it, it's all in Yggdrasil, the world tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did anyone else notice that when Loki freezes the uh, sword in place on, um, oh, what is the name of that uh, that thing? The The Rainbow Rainbow Bridge, but it's got a name. Bifrost. Yeah. When he freezes the sword in the Bifrost, it forms a tree. A tree. Yeah. I thought that was I saw that. That That was so cool. I like that. It's a nice callback to that whole world tree idea because mm-hmm. you're because tra- sure. the Bifrost is going to be traveling along the world tree as mm-hmm. they are call- as they think of it. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Besides that, the only thing I can think of that I, I feel we we need to touch on, uh, yeah. for me anyway, 
is the big hole in the film. And I say big hole because it's to me it's it's an issue based on what we see throughout the film. All right, I'm looking uh, forward going. to seeing if I can fill whatever this hole is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the the hammer, uh, it, when it's thrown to Midgard, or Earth, yeah. is uh, basically, I guess, blessed, cursed, whatever you want to call it, to only be wielded by whoever's worthy. He's then given the power of Thor, right? Right. Correct. Right. So when Captain America wields the hammer later, uh, why does he not gain the power of Thor? He because does. He, in a way, he, nope. he, well, he's already a super soldier, so it's not like he got more. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to remember right before uh, in Thor Ragnarok, it's very obvious that the hammer doesn't come from... Oh, and it's not the same not, hammer, that's right. And it, well, no, it is the same hammer. hammer. It's the same, because he brings the oh, hammer yeah, back from Dark World's uh, yeah. part of the universe. But, uh, which is before he kind of sort of moved it in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. But yeah, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, uh, that was a cool scene, by the way. Yeah. It was a cool scene, granted. Uh, why he did not go the get the full Norse armor, I'm guessing, is because they a they the Russos probably didn't think of it. I think uh, that's the answer. I really that's do. really what I think it is from a in, from an in universe perspective. I'm gonna guess that because we're probably, this is all gonna change in Love and Thunder. Let's be honest, probably it's got to. That's it's, the whole point. But at the same time, Thor was also worthy at that time so that's why the power did not move yeah maybe that's true that's the closest maybe thing i can come up to is like he's letting somebody else wield it because they can admit because yeah. uh steve rogers is the only other person we ever see wield mjolnir yeah right well if we go right. comic wise there's a few other characters there's a few others but in, i'm saying yeah. in the mcu yes which the thing about marvel universes is they're not all exactly the same, even though they're all canon. Correct. Yes. So in the MCU, you may not get this full transformation scene. That is true. Because it's kind of obvious, even in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's uh, Thor did not go through the full transformation scene when he got it. He got all his armor back. Yeah. But that was more of coming back to it. He was he wasn't worthy before, but then he became worthy. Worthy. Yeah. Well, because yeah, he was standing up for others. When he gets the hammer. He becomes Thor's and gets the power of Thor again. Yes. Right. Just like the things. What I my, my point would be, unless I mean, the only argument, and you made it, would be that because Thor is still Thor, maybe the power doesn't right. go to the other person. That's, that's my and best it, guess. Now, the question is, when we get to Love and Thunder, since we know Chris Hemsworth is palling around with the Guardians. Yeah. Right. A, if how they, is she going to get Mjolnir? What, where, if how they she, do anything like the comics... The com with the comic story when uh, she became right. uh, the goddess of thunder. Yeah, um, he was he had lost his right uh, thorness. He had been basically uh, something was said to him that made him lose his confidence and and his right. uh, and they his, uh, made him unworthy. And they may know? do that here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. would and make sense. I'm also curious if they're going to give her cancer. Like she didn't have the comic yeah, book. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's my other question. But so that she's has to stay in that form, otherwise she'll die. Yeah. Well, there, 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 there is one point that I want to bring up. Uh, we're arcing back to Avengers Endgame, where obviously Steve Rogers does uh, is able to wield the hammer, and during that fight, be like apparently Thor and Rogers swap hammers at one point, so they have to swap back. Well, I so, mean. Uh, 
for a while, Thor is using uh, Stormbreaker, which yeah. is the right. axe that he got at the end of uh, Infinity War, which right. is right. based on the axe that the Odin son, as he's known in the comics, yeah. while Jane Foster is Thor, uses throughout yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. Right. Sure. Yeah, I just the I, story. Yeah, what I just I wanted to bring the fact up because like if they if you know because it's all about Mjolnir, mm-hmm. be like and then we arcing back to uh, uh, Thor um, Ragnarok, right? Because it's pointed out in Ragnarok, this is probably what you're getting to. Yes, that the hammer is not what's important. Yeah, the hammer did not make him Thor. Yes, like like he says, are you Thor, the god of hammers? He's obviously not. He has that power within himself. Yes. And it could be that maybe in this movie, he, it hadn't really solidified into himself. It was still attached or channeled through him through the hammer. The hammer can still channel that through somebody else, but Thor was the only one that was worthy at that time. Jane Foster will is somehow going to be worthy at coming up, and maybe that's why the, the power of Thor gets channeled into her. I yeah. don't know. I am guessing. I would also point out that we don't know really a lot about how the Asgardians get their powers because it's very obvious Odin takes away his powers. He's the All-Father. Of course he can take away somebody's powers. Uh, And he channeled it in such a way into Mjolnir, which obviously by the time we're going to come up to Love and Thunder, it's still there. Yeah, But it may be... I don't know. Why Steve Rogers did not get super Asgardian armor, I can't yeah. tell you. Other than that was probably have complicated the scene yeah. too much from a story perspective. At a point in time in that movie where there was a lot of crap going on, you didn't need to complicate it any yeah. more than it already was. It's a three-hour so, movie. Yeah. Sure. And that, and again, it would have been a great argument. You can. It make would have been otherwise. a. It would have been a great thing from a comic book nerd point of view to see. Right. A Captain America Thor hybrid Mesh armor that would have been yeah. awesome, but at the same time that would have been an, an awkward time to throw that in since it, we'd never seen something like that come up before. Now had um, oh what's his name the alien that became Thor for a while um, oh uh, the horse kind of a horse. Yes. Uh, I, what's his name? Because um, they were going to bring him into Ragnarok, but they eventually cut him out. I cannot think of his name. Uh, 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 and the only part, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, you yeah. get. You if, get they had, s- if they had actually gotten Beta Ray Bill to somehow for a short time wield the hammer and he got the Asgardian armor, then maybe I can see that when Captain America gets it, he gets armor. But yeah, yeah. What we see in the MCU that would have been a ball out of left field that they would not have had time to explain. Yeah. Especially Probably. when you consider. Chris him ain't a Chris uh, Chris Evans is probably not coming back to the role for a v- very long time if ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it would have been a complication they could Yeah. It would have been a complication that they could they would never get a chance to resolve why bring it up. Yeah, let yeah. let it be something people bring up much later after Love and Thunder comes out. Yeah. Sure. And hopefully and those of us comic book nerds who read too many comic books and hopefully with Love and Thunder, we be like, Thor is kind of, he's no longer a chubby Thor. Right? <laughs> if he's even in the movie, that's the question. If if the well, Odin son yeah. is even in it. Because he's hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy right now. 
at, at the very least, he should have a small moment or two in the film because that'll otherwise I feel like I, I would I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I would agree. It, yeah, we're gonna need some sort of okay, transition this is what's going on with Thor, or you know, as he got back in shape, as he still. Yeah, maybe, you never maybe know. it's because he's out of shape that he's not worthy anymore. I don't know. That could be not, it. Not you, know what? <laughs> you know what? I would actually accept that. Hey, <laughs> That's a good let, reason to for saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't have made Thor fat. Yeah. I, maybe. I'm, <laughs> of course, I have other yeah. reasons for thinking they shouldn't have made Thor fat, even though it does allow me to say that I have the body of a god. Yeah, that's true. It's it, it was going to be the big cosplay thing this year, but uh, yeah, obviously, not happen. thank you, Corona. <laughs> Corona saved us from a lot of cheap costumes. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's not like they can't post these pictures on on oh, on, I'm, I'm, on Facebook I'm, I'm anyway, because I'm sure as soon as they open back up, we will see some in the fall or next. Mm-hmm. Year oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, well, I've been sitting away. on this for how many months? So either should way, we move into our ratings. Yeah, I think I think we should at this point. All right. All right. Who wants to go first? I'm going to give this one four stars. Uh, it's not. There's still some things I wish were a little bit better, but honestly, this is probably one of the best movies for me in the MCU. Even though it's probably not reflected in my uh, list now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> but admittedly, that's the that's the big th- thing about the MCU for me is so many of these. If you averaged it out with all my other, with all the other movies I've seen, all of these except for about three of them are high up on the list. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. I know it's probably the most underrated of all of the MCU in my from what I've seen, but honestly, it's a great movie, and I I, lo- I love watching it. I seem to catch something new every time, which is always good. So yeah, I'm giving it four stars. I as well will give it a four, uh, four stars. Uh, I when I first watched it, I was kind of like everybody else. It's like, eh, it's okay. And watching it again, I'd be like, I was thoroughly impressed with this film. I'd be like, I'm like I say, I love this film. It's it's enjoyable. It's got good relationship. It's got good world building. It has the. Uh, the character designs of like the armor and how mm-hmm. the normal people wear and Asgard. And, uh, it's all very well done. It's a very well crafted movie. Um, that is very sadly, uh, doesn't it does. It's, it's not given the love that it should. I agree. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's my, that's kind of where I'm at with it's, it's a great movie that is, very the the love needs to be shown this movie a little bit more and uh it's like yeah the other films are good uh i'd be like personally i love thor dark world be like i just i'd be like i have we, we all have those films that everybody hates that we love i love thor dark world hey, and so you're allowed to have an unpopular opinion exactly you're human yeah to air is human yeah but to really foul up requires a computer <laughs> nyak, nyak. either okay. way be like i i thoroughly enjoyed this film and it's it's something that a lot of people need to be, go back and revisit and yeah i enjoy it what about you jim um i'm, I'm gonna agree with y'all on the four i, I was gonna get a little lower but you know between talking about it and watching it recently uh the thing that i think it suffers from the fact that captain america the the first one the first avenger 
is such an amazing film. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and Iron Man, when it came out, again, it was amazing. It was groundbreaking. It was the first one, and it's such a good movie. I think that it may be the worst of the, the big three's intro films, but that doesn't say that it's a bad movie. That's like saying uh, this diamond is perfect, this diamond is almost perfect, and this diamond, you know, it's an 8 out of 10. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. it's still a really nice, really expensive diamond. It's just not as good as the other two. Um, that's how I feel about this one. I mean, uh, I think Captain America was the best of the three. Uh, Iron Man was so good. I mean, I saw Iron Man four times in theaters. So, I mean, three times, four times, something like that. Either way. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I only saw this one once in theaters, and it was good. It was a solid movie. I loved it. I probably just didn't have the cash to go see it over and over again when it came out. Um it's but a lot better think, than Incredible Hulk. Yeah, but so is the Hulk, in my opinion. Um, so you know, there everything that's is better a hot than take. the Incredible Hulk that the MCU <laughs> has done since. Uh, I don't think there's a movie that's worse than the Incredible Hulk uh, on the list if, of the MCU films. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's in a constant battle with the Thor: The Dark World and I'd Captain to, Marvel. Yeah. I'd have to sit. They watch, all uh, they all have their bright spots, but they're yeah. never bright enough to get out of the constant tussle they're in for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to sit down and watch them all back to back and rate them. But uh, I really, I, again, uh, this film for uh, uh, this film that we're talking about, um, I think it has so many things it does right, uh, and the little things that aren't perfect uh, are forgivable with age because uh, you're comparing them to the newer films uh, or the continuation films. I think. They got a little better with some of their uh, their graphics. They got a little better with some uh, as the story fleshed out completely. Uh, this one is very self-contained and does a great job. I mean, you get mm -hmm. the cameos from Shield, but not a lot of connected story. Uh, but I think this one is a four. I don't I don't think there's any reason it should be rated any lower. Uh, but that's where I put it. All right, works All right, for me. That uh, concludes our rating of Thor from 2011. <laughs> 